0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Car Ride Conversations. This is the segment of my podcast that essentially takes place in my car, and until the end of this year's federal election in Canada, it'll be exclusively dedicated to bringing you different candidates that are currently running for office. My guest today is Ilario Maiolo. He is the conservative candidate for the riding of St. leonard St. Michel, and I hope you enjoy this conversation. Like, it doesn't get much more Italian than that. Three, three vowels it. in a row in the last name. <laughs> A-I-O. You know it has to be from somewhere
1: in Europe. It, well, yeah, it's, uh, I've already, uh, someone thought it was a spelling mistake once because they said that you can't have three vowels in a row. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. <laughs> exactly, you can. Uh, you grew up here in, in St. Leonard? I grew up in NDG, but I had a lot of family in St. Leonard. And, um, Uh, My dad was, uh, well, runs uh, a community uh, services organization. My mother had a business here, uh, family, lots of stuff. Uh, So it's like, it's always been like a second
0: home. You know, I I used to come to St. Leonard quite often. I was among the very few Greeks that knew what St. Leonard was or is. There
1: is a Greek community. I think it's not huge, but I think it's about from the uh, the 2016. uh, census I think it's about 800
0: yeah it was probably a much less back in the day we had very close family friends that lived here so uh, yeah, we used to come here very often I used to, I used to spend a lot of summers here the, and I was always amazed with how many parks there were yes. here and how easily back then right we're talking about in the 80s and early 90s the bicycle paths that didn't exist mm-hmm. in in Montreal or very few uh, in Montreal uh, Saint Leonard had them already. Uh, yeah. Back in the day, I remember that it was very like family oriented, very, uh, you know, very much concentrated on green spaces and uh, family activities. It was an amazing thing. I remember. The you're right about the parks.
1: It has a, a number of parks, but not only just a lot of them, but huge parks. Yeah, yeah. And there's a whole social life that develops around them for the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you ask people who grew up around the parks, they were like. Always there, but then for the seniors, too, there's these clubs in the parks which, uh, I say you know, the they recreated in a certain way the piazza mm-hmm. of uh, Italian towns, um, or European towns, except you know, you have snow and ice here, so they they have pavilions, um, <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, like uh, this club here, Lavado Berciere, I was just here the other night, uh, nine o'clock at night, uh, my I was invited by a, uh, by an old age club, three old age clubs, which were having their dance. So, you then, you know, the average age is, I think, 68, they told me, is the youngest person there. So, my wife and I were there. We were having fun dancing. And, um, you know, it, you, you... Isn't it amazing to see that energy? You expect... Well, that, that, that that's what I kind of told them. I said, you expect, you know, your old uh, elderly Italian grandparents to be either knitting or praying on a Saturday night. Meanwhile, they were dancing and there was even... Um, uh, a Lady Gaga impersonator who came in to dance so I was like yeah I don't think your grandkids have any idea what you guys do on
0: a weekend <laughs> you know because I worked for a long time in, a, in an area where the population was aging and I saw some very sad things right you go knock on doors and you see how our seniors are uh, are growing old and they're they're living in loneliness and you know concealed to that little apartment and the fact that these clubs exist it's such a huge difference in character uh in the in their well-being as well it's it's amazing to have these uh, these organizations here absolutely you know they, they look up to it twice
1: they look up to going to the clubs uh, they dance it's it's their physical and mental health and um i think you know it's extremely important it would be interesting to have a study to see a dollar put into this type of activity how much does it save you know healthcare systems Old in the long guarantee. run because uh, there's taboos in the society and especially among cultural communities we don't like to talk about uh, elderly depression uh, but you see it. Yeah. Uh, isolation leads to that and there is a lot of it but um, these clubs help uh, de-isolate these uh, uh, elderly uh, people and uh, really serve the community in a great way. Now the great thing would be to bring some young to, to get that intergenerational
0: yeah. cross uh, which, uh, which I think is also very difficult to achieve, right? I mean the young generation doesn't really necessarily want to be you know participating in seniors clubs they don't want no. to feel like they're getting old or whatever it is uh, but there are some clubs that have worked uh hard on creating that uh, yep. that link like you said they're working with schools and uh with uh, youth activity centers and uh I don't, know if it, I don't know if you have that over here. But I, a, a bit, uh, yes, uh, there are some,
1: but uh, I think there can be, definitely be more to be done with these clubs. I mean, you know, when you look, you were saying about the area being family, you see these long balconies everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, they were developed, even the urbanism of the area was developed in a certain way that, you know, you had the parents there, the kids playing in the street at one time. Yeah. And you still do, uh, except it's no longer the parents watching their kids, it's the parents watching kids of someone else. So it does, yeah. it does lead to a good uh dynamic in terms of uh the relationship between
0: the the different generations I agree uh let's talk a little bit about you I just found out before we went live that we went to the same high school and that was a yes previous, uh, yes we did uh, to that reality. Yeah,
1: one year uh one year yeah, we went to Kalesh Denislas mm-hmm. Uh, I went from kindergarten to the end. Yeah, to
0: basically, I just, I just came in high school, and uh, it wasn't the, it wasn't the easiest for me either. Very tough school. It, it, it was tough, but, but it was a good school. I mean, I, I'm not here to, to bashing. No, no, <laughs> no.
1: Are you kidding? Some of the, it's uh, I still look back with. Uh, uh very warm feelings and, yeah yeah Some and i thought i recognized memories. your face that's why i, I was like I, said, oh, I know this guy somehow
0: there's not too many people with that kind of complicated name I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it must be him um so you are uh, a lawyer you're yes. uh, you graduated in law yeah i stu- uh, i studied uh, i did my law degree at my
1: my law degrees uh common and civil law at u of o then i worked a bit and then i went to uh, do my master's in international law at the university of geneva
0: so how does, uh, where does uh, politics come in here? Well, well talking about a little bit about that decision to, uh, to jump on board. Is this your first experience uh, in active politics or were you at all involved in the past? I used to be involved with the Liberal Party. I was, uh,
1: for my writing, I used to be the uh, uh, youth uh, director for mm-hmm. many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, did campaigns as uh, that, uh, years ago in the early 2000s um so but as a candidate as you know the person in the line of fire first time and uh it's been so far it's been absolutely great yeah you're almost halfway into the campaign tell me how it feels it's it's fun uh you know there's great people around me all the time there's um uh the energy is there uh the you feel that the wind is in the sails but above all the best part has been working with a great team meeting the great people of the riding uh and um you know you really nothing really prepares you for a campaign because you don't realize uh, how how demanding it is but how fun it is too you know people think that oh it's demanding and it's grueling there is that but it's so fun to just go out
0: yeah I agree with you I think it's outweighed heavily by the fact that it's so exhilarating to be on the ground to meeting uh, Uh, all sorts of different people and you know we got to be honest you're not everybody's gonna agree with you or support you but at the same time uh, the fact that you're interacting with these people and exchanging and getting their feedback, whether it's uh, supporting you or not supporting you, is irrelevant. Uh, the fact that people seem to be engaged and have an opinion about the public affairs, at least for me, maybe I'm weird saying that. No, I mean, no, no, are no. no I like, what are you talking about? Politics is boring. But at least for me, that's how I've always felt. I mean, it's good to have people that are engaged and are aware of what's going on. Right? You're absolutely right. I mean, not everyone agrees with you. Well, two things:
1: not everyone agrees with you, uh, and um, but then again, if you want to represent people, you have to really put yourself in the mindset. You're going to have to represent people that you even you don't agree with. You have to be exactly. the, the representative of all the people of the riding. You're not just the representative of the people who elected you. Number one, but but. number two, the other thing that I'm surprised is, um, you know, when you go door to door, you think that, oh, you're going to get a lot of doors slammed in your face. People are extremely receptive. They're very respectful too. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And receptive. um, And frankly, um, one of the things in this writing, because it's been liberal for a long time, the fact that they see someone at their door who's not a liberal or someone at their door at all sometimes, it's, it's wow, they could. So um, I've had people who disagreed with me, but to say I've had doors slammed in my face, Are are
0: you saying that this writing has been taken for granted uh, for a long time and uh, there's been this ignorance to either campaign or to go meet the people? I
1: think that that's the truth, that basically this writing has been taken for granted for a long time and if politicians don't have to work for a vote, they will not. and uh, you know uh, it's been liberal for a long time and that's one of the reasons that I've switched from the Liberal Party to the Conservative Party is that I've seen for many years I used to I was working in Ottawa and I saw how certain certain uh, parties take uh, groups for granted they're like well they're gonna vote for us anyway Mm -hmm. so um, And um, in the end, I believe in competition. Competition is good for many reasons, including in politics. When politicians compete for the citizens'
0: vote, the citizens gain in the end. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about that because this writing has been subjected to a lot of media attention since the beginning of this campaign. Mm -hmm. A little controversy with the Liberals' choice of candidate. Um, He was was tossed aside because of some anti-Semitic comments. Uh, They brought in kind of urgently uh, a new candidate, that sort of thing created a, a commotion. Uh, the previous liberal candidate decided not to run independently. Uh, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of factors to consider in this election in this specific writing. Absolutely. Um, so there's
1: all those happenings and what I call palace intrigues to why people were moved and everything. Um, But in the end, uh, that has created a bit of division within communities and between communities. And that's a problem uh, because uh, pitting communities against each other is never good. Mm Uh, so we've, I've been going out meeting different communities you know trying to bring groups together again and uh, so there has been all this commotion and movement but the other thing uh, I think people have also realized that they've been taking for granted and one thing I hear is that also their platform our, the conservative platform responds to what their needs are Seems a lot resonating, of, yeah. yeah a lot of people tell me you know Elario, I'm getting by but I'm not getting ahead mm-hmm. uh, they hear the economy is doing well it's a working uh, there's a lot of uh, big working class population and all they hear of the economy is going well the economy is going well but then why isn't it working for me mm-hmm. uh, so they recognize that they, they really hear something they feel in everyday life and in, in the message and um,
0: so that's part of it too um, so, so you're on the ground you have people calling people yeah. at your office give me a little bit about the messages just on a strategic point of view do you think there's a, a, a possibility that this candidate now that decided to run independently might swing some vote his way uh create sort of split and help you kind of go through
1: there's all sorts of uh political discussions and strategies my focus has really been to go to door to door meet people i've been on the ground before that all this happened I've it's been, true you were there from
0: the, the summertime,
1: time so you I've, had a head start uh, yeah, in I, the campaign. exactly and we've been meeting people and even, even before all this happened, uh, people have been telling me, you know, Trudeau, it's just not working for me. Um, uh, and even people who voted Liberal last time said, you know, I voted kind of reluctantly, just out of habit, but not really because I believed in uh, what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. And now uh, I think they feel that they have an alternative and um, um, whatever is going to happen, uh, I think the people want change. That's uh, that. That's one message that's been very, very clear. What other messages are you getting uh, from the grounds? Well, uh, so as I said, there's the economic message that's, that I'm getting. You know, it's a very. The riding is very. Um, it's it's kind of a microcosm of Canada. It uh, has you know its major, its majority um, cultural communities: Italians, uh, Arab speakers, uh, uh, people from the Maghreb um Haitians and Latinos and you know when you're an immigrant you basically you're you, you integrate into the cu- country but you also have you're also looking out in the sense the international affairs really influence your vote mm-hmm. uh probably more than you know people like who, who've been born here because you you realize that you you chosen Canada as your country and you realize that the reputation of the country is extremely important and one thing i've been seeing is that people are tired of, or very um Upset about the uh, the image that Canada, that uh, Justin Trudeau is projecting abroad. So the India trip—it's in yeah. Italian we call it la bella figura. He's not been doing la bella figura. He's been uh, and that's and that, that I also hear uh, quite a bit. Then it's a riding where there's a lot of elderly too. Yeah. Actually, it's an interesting riding at that point because you have two poles. You have a very young population and you have a very uh, you have a more aging population above 65 and uh, from what I've been hearing from the over 65 is that you know things have they have to be taken care of yeah. uh, more I mean i've I've heard stories that you know there's elderlies in certain parts of the riding who you know at the end of the month they have to walk a bit fast by the food counter by the uh, well, meat counter see the
0: reality also is that our se- the, the you know the seniors it, it isn't what it used to be like in the 80s or 90s people are living past uh, what it, whatever expectations we had uh in those years right people you know people are healthier uh the 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 health conditions have been uh, uh have gotten better so you know life expectancy has gone up so our seniors are staying alive longer right so and uh, also,
1: family dynamics have changed, and mm-hmm. people move away, um, uh, absolutely, so these are all new realities we have to take you know, take into account when looking at the way we offer programs, the way we fund our programs, uh, making sure that uh, they meet these new, uh, the fact that people
0: are living longer. Um, yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the platform, because we're talking yep. about it again before we went live it just sucks that this campaign and you know I've, I've seen a lot of campaigns and you can always expect a little bit of bashing, a little dirt uh, to fly in the air but i don't know if it's just the way i'm seeing it it just feels that this campaign is has very little to do with content and a lot more to do with a personal attacks i mean you know justin trudeau went through it uh, and now uh, you know we're questioning if whether or not uh, andrew Shear was a licensed insurance broker or not i mean there's a lot of mud flying
1: well, it's important to understand, you know, the character of the person you're voting for. I mean, purely personal attacks for political gain, I'm not a, a very big fan of. Uh, obviously, the pl- the platform is uh, is very important. Uh, is you know, people should be focusing on that, and also, um, but you know. Al- um, we have to distinguish between personal attacks which are purely personal and attacks that reveal something about the person's character because you are voting for a platform but you're also voting for an individual Mm -hmm. and uh but gratuitous personal attacks i think is what you're talking about and i think yeah um i think i you know in the end that's uh a scandal uh is what uh it tintalizes people. So I think that's uh, that's why we're seeing uh, more of it, but I think we have to focus back on our, you know, as, as candidates, I've always kept it focused on, uh, on the actual, you know, meeting people, listening to people above, you know, it's not just talking to people and telling them, here's my platform. Yeah. It's listening to them because that's another thing. I mean, you know, I said earlier, people are realizing that it's not up to them to be loyal to parties, but parties must be loyal to them. Mm-hmm. People also are tired of having an MP who represents the party's voice in the riding, or the Ottawa's voice in the riding, rather than the riding's yes. voice in Ottawa? Mm-hmm. And um, so that, that that comes back to it. So listening to people is really very important to, to really uh, hear what their uh, preoccupations are, and that's what one of the things I, I say door to door, I go up, I say, "I'm here to
0: listen to you. You know what concerns you have. I'm not there to sell a program." So let's talk about the the platform now. Yeah. Uh, you know, a couple days ago, Andrew Scheer announced uh, the the energy corridor. Yep. Which, uh, it, you know, it's important in the sense of, you know, uh, getting our resources to market from coast to coast. Um, how is that feasible when you look at, for example, the pipeline that the Liberals bought, which is between only two provinces and they're still having uh, issues uh, putting it through? And you're suggesting a coast to coast energy corridor. Uh, you're stepping on a lot of provincial jurisdiction over here. Um, first of all, let's let's talk about what that energy corridor is, uh, yeah. and uh, what it will do. It would be an energy. It would be a, a, a
1: corridor from coast to coast where uh, energy products and energies can be uh, can can flow. No, so we're not just talking pipelines. We're we're talking electric energy and also open to the future. I don't know whatever may come. Uh, it's really a project that number one a project of national unity uh, that can connect coast to coast. And we're, we're it's an opportunity that very few countries have in their history to create such a pathway. I mean, it's it's worthy of uh, what we remember of the Trans Canada here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's open towards the future. That's what I really like about it. Right now, we have the conventional energies, but we don't know how it's going to be in the future. And when it comes to the provincial jurisdiction, I think where our leader, uh, Andrew, uh, really is working uh, very um, uh, well at on this energy corridor is really about finding win-win solutions it's not about imposing a pipeline in Quebec it's not about imposing it's about working with the province to find a win-win solutions where Quebec could sell its energies to uh, people in uh, Manitoba or Ontario or elsewhere mm-hmm. so this corridor is really a novel idea I like I say it's for me it's open towards the future it uh, it gets rid of a lot of the problems uh, and the costs of for example running power lines in a high dense um, um, densely populated areas but the idea is it's going to go uh, in the northern part of Canada and I think it also pre- uh, creates a lot of opportunities for northern communities so I and the way we do it is by finding a win-win-win situation for everyone all right uh, the,
0: the, there was a uh, this was earlier on uh, in the election where you announced uh, the the tax credit for for uh, uh, sorry, not the tax credit the, um, for the maternity leave being yes. untaxed. Uh, is that? You, you mentioned you have a lot of young families in the writing. Yeah, how is that uh, uh, resonating with uh, with your residents? Well, the logic of it is uh, they
1: like it. They Obviously, it's resonating very well, and also the logic of having you know money coming from the government and then taking it back—that's always a bit c- confuses people. Yeah. So this tax-free money, uh, you know, it can, it can mean many thousands of dollars for families. So obviously, very positive. Also, the sports tax credit—that we, that, well, when it comes to the tax credit, the sports tax credit, where we want to uh, allow parents uh, who send their kids uh, to do sports—as a tax credit—is um, um, also being very uh, well welcomed. Uh, I think it's great for many reasons. Number one for the health, but also in a riding which has many different communities, sports is a tool to help people integrate. It's a tool, you know. When your kid from you're from one community and your kid work is playing on the same soccer team as someone else's kid who's from a different community, that can only benefit the whole community because parents start to talk, parents start to have interaction with one another. It's 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 really that next step. It's not just living side by side; uh, it's living together. Mm-hmm. And it's that next step into cultural integration and really uh, creating stronger communities.
0: It's funny that you mentioned that and I want to and I want to just take a a moment just to go uh, back to one thing that was done provincially with the the new elected government. There was a there was a bill that was passed, Bill 21, uh, which affects a lot of the community groups, especially the Muslims. And, you know, we mentioned before the the liberal candidate here was a is uh, an imam. Uh, and he was elected in the nomination. So it just goes to show the demographics in the area, how much they've changed since we were little. Uh, It was predominantly Italian, maybe it still is, but I mean, there's a considerable amount of population that is Muslim and look what happened. I mean, they nominated back in, you know, uh, after after the summer in May, a muslim person to run for them regardless of what happened at the liberal party that voice i mean is still considerable over here uh this bill is obviously going to affect this population living in your area uh in terms of them finding employment um integrating and uh, you know a bunch of other things uh, within the community how um how are these people reacting? Have they spoken to you about it? Because Andrew Scheer came out and said that he will not challenge yep. the bill. He'll respect the will of the Quebecers that elected the government that had initially promised to, uh, to bring forth this legislation during, the, during their campaign. How is, uh, how is the population reacting to this? I think they understand the, the, our, the
1: positions very well that uh, if this is, uh, that this is primarily a provincial issue and it's the population understands the divisions of powers in this so they understand that this debate is going to happen in Quebec City and it's up to Quebec to decide and that the, the federal government is not going to um, get involved in this under conservative government. They also understand that a conservative government would never implement uh, such a law at the federal level.
0: I understand that, but the fact that Justin Trudeau has left that door open—do you think that will have an impact over here? Uh, to be honest, not really, because like I think I think people are really
1: understanding the where the fight should there be a fight where this issue resides. Um, I don't think uh, it has um, much of an impact because people understand where where the debate is taking place. The debate is a Quebec City debate. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there, I have, frankly, it does affect lots of people in the riding, but when it comes to the federal uh, aspect, people understand that, it, you know, the federal mm-hmm. government is, uh, has certain roles and the provincial government has others.
0: Tell me a little bit about some local challenges over here. I mean, like you said, you've been around, uh, earlier from the summer your campaign, you're knocking on the doors. I'm sure that people have sensitized you to different issues yeah. in the riding. And obviously you probably know them personally as well, having lived here yeah. and, uh, mm-hmm. uh spend time in this riding. Uh, What are some of the challenges that you're looking uh, forward to? uh, Well, transportation,
1: continuing uh, investment in infrastructure. Uh, We're getting the Metro line. We've committed to keep that funding. Let's just see if that's finally going to happen. Well, you know, these these things (laughs) do take time, uh, but yes, we've committed to maintaining the funding there also uh, with the residents of the riding even with respect to the metro line they've been discussing you know the 40 um, seeing if there's funding that could be uh, unblocked at a federal level to make crossings easier of the of, of uh, the highway the metropolitan yeah, yeah. because the, we're right now we're driving in the south part of the riding where the metro stations are but the biggest part of the riding is actually in the north uh, of the metropolitan so looking at that then there's the general federal issues as I mentioned affordability is a huge issue in, in this riding in saint Leonard and Saint-Michel uh, people are seeing the cost of living go up the elderly um, these are this is a very local issue like I mentioned the elderly are seeing cost of living going up and that's why they're very interested in our credits in our um, in the uh, uh, $1,000 uh, uh, over 65 tax um, uh, credit there um, so you know I'll, there's some issues which are the more federal issues but the local issues are that and then there's um, uh, there's security uh, there's been certain uh, I- issues related to security so but even though it doesn't come up that much but uh, these are just generally the, the, the big issues but if not if uh, you look at the, the really number one issue that people bring up which is a lo- very local
0: issue it's the question of transport um, yeah. that's uh, very important. But transport cool. seems to be a problem anywhere in Montreal, I mean, <laughs> you know, we're laughing, but at the, at the end of the day, it's serious, you know, I mean, it there's no way you can you can drive without seeing just orange everywhere, there's cones everywhere. Um, I mean, obviously that's a, it's more of a municipal issue, but the frustration resonates at all levels uh, of government. Absolutely. And I think all levels of government have
1: a role to play in different, you know, obviously One of the things Conservatives believe is the government closest to the people know the people best and uh, that's why we don't like to step on other jurisdictions Uh, but um, I think the federal government does have a role in terms of unblocking funds Mm -hmm. and uh, making sure that they're properly funded because uh, it's um, it's not just only, a, it's a quality of life issue, but it's also a competitiveness issue. You know, cities start to fall behind if their infrastructures and their transport infrastructure aren't there. Companies think twice before moving their headquarters. Uh, but and then it's also a quality of life issue, which is very important, you know. Uh, parents who can't afford uh, vehicles have to bring their kids or the kids have to go to school. Uh, these are all very, you know, you, we need a good uh, transport system to make sure that they have um, uh, all the opportunities, and uh, also, we're that's why we want to also bring back the uh, public transport tax credit, uh, which was removed uh, because people need to take the, uh, the not only having a good public transit is important, but also being able to afford uh, public
0: transit is important. We're going to close it up. There was a, there was, a, there's some internal polls showing over here that you're way above what the standard is for the Conservative Party in this riding, which is usually hovering around 10%, mm-hmm. uh, showing you closer to like 20, maybe even 30%. Um, how do you feel about that? Uh, we're, we're, we're nearing the end of the campaign. We're at about two weeks to, to D-Day. Um, how does that make you feel? And uh, how, do you, you know, how encouraged are you to just take this all the way to the end and see what happens? Well, I got into this thinking that we were going to go to the end. Obviously,
1: I'm very encouraged. People say don't look at polls. What I keep focused on is what people are telling them. I'm my my formula hasn't changed. I'll continue to go out there till the last day that I can to meet people, knock on doors, listen to them. And um, whatever happens on the 21st, I uh, I'm definitely sure that I'm very confident that it's, uh, we're gonna win this riding and the real work starts the 22nd.
0: So any last messages, I mean, like we said, I mean, it seems to be uh, nail biting. We're all gonna be expecting those results on the 21st. What message do you wanna, uh, do you wanna convey to the, to the citizens and to the people living in this area? Just generally that uh, change
1: is possible. Uh, not to uh, think that change is impossible, not to fall into cynicism, and uh, for them to join me because we're going to make history on the 21st. It's going to be the first riding uh, to turn on the island of Montreal in a very long time, almost 30, 30 40 years, mm-hmm. 30 years. Uh, so I, welcome, I invite everyone to come join the team. We have uh, not only to make change but also to have a great time because uh, so far the team has been very dynamic and we've been all having a great time.
0: Uh, thanks for your time, man. I appreciate Thank you so it. much. I wish you good luck. I'll be following very closely, and I'm going home to take a look at those uh, high school albums. Oh, please! <laughs> because, <laughs> I had no idea you're in <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, there's. I don't think there's compromising pictures of me in high school. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> All right, man. Good luck. Thank you.